Hello and welcome to the Improv London podcast from Chicago with me, Ian McNaughton and Stephen Davidson. Um, well, we've had a fun week. So we've just completed the third week at IO Chicago on their summer intensive. Uh, what have you been doing this week? Uh, well, this week we did a lot of two-person scenes, which I think was standard across the nine sections. Mm. I'm not completely sure, but I think that that's standard for the syllabus. Yeah, we we did two. I mean, I think there's individual variation, but the week is basically that. Um, so what particularly did you do? Particularly, um, well, we just we did lots and lots of different ways of initiating two-person scenes, mm-hmm. which was really nice. Different ways of gifting yourself something, different ways of gifting your scene partner with something. Uh, yeah. Really not much besides that. We haven't done any group things or any mm. other techie things or monologues. or It's really uh-huh. just been two-person scenes. Yeah, ours was all two-person scenes, although we did end up with some walk-ons because we just like doing walk-ons. And they were generally good. Uh, with my section, which is section two, also did the uh, giving gifts to yourself and to your scene partner. Uh, I'm interested to hear more about different ways of starting scenes because I don't think we specifically hit on that in my group. Um, well, I think we did some initiations that were based on physicality and some initiations that were based on, well, like I said, giving your partner something or having something or going in with a particular emotion or... Oh, okay. Yeah, just, you know. Mm, Interesting. I think we might have done something similar then, just from a different angle. Um, Yeah, what else did we do? A lot of two-person scenes, and we did a lot of recapping improv basics this week. So things like listening, saying yes, um, all that sort of stuff. Um... Which is really interesting, because actually I got a lot out of some of the stuff that I wasn't expecting to. Mm -hmm. Um, In particular, one of the phrases this week was, everything is golden. So that, you know, you really take notice of every line and make it important. Because what can happen with yes ending is sometimes uh, you can just sort of yes, but not really develop on it. Or sometimes you sort of say yes, but you maybe don't give it any significance uh, in that you don't react to it strongly or perhaps you half discount it and stuff like that. Um, so while in some ways it was familiar ground, I think actually revisiting it has been really useful for me. Um, have you found stuff like that? Did you, did you do the basics stuff again? Uh, I would say less so. I think this week there was a lot of focus on just having stage time and doing scenes again and again Mm. and doing long scenes and short scenes and scenes with all the different people in our class. Yeah, we we, we did lots. I mean, this week we've done probably ten times more scenes than any week because it really was the main focus. Uh, We did do scenes with different energy and stuff, so Mm. that, that kind of related to character a bit. Um, and how scenes could be interesting with um, the same energy or with completely opposite energies and also the idea that energy isn't just about um, you can have two characters that are completely different who have the same sort of energy level 
so somebody could be very excited about some something whereas somebody could be very could have the same sort of energy but that could be sort of focused on being tense and nervous about something uh, and it was really interesting seeing how those two could clash um, so I think that refined my understanding of energy and stuff like that um, yeah Hello, oh, that's our room. He just got back from seeing a show that we're going to talk about later. Um, yes, we did a, did a fair bit of that, which was interesting. What else did we do? We did do long scenes. We had sort of like eight or ten minute, what I guess you might call mono scenes, which initially I found quite uh, nerve-wracking. But once I actually got into it, um, I actually really enjoyed it. Huh. We did eight to ten minute chunks in two pairs, well, in pairs as well, but right. we were encouraged to split it into different scenes and edit it from oh, within. Okay. So most people in their eight to ten minutes ended up with, I'd say, three scenes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, ours really was a bit of a spin off from something else we did this week, which was being authentic in your scene, so not having to do anything. Uh, that was sort of invented or different from yourself I mean it inevitably did get a little different from yourself but sort of really based on a core underlying truth um, yeah so uh, my scene was with somebody from the group who's maybe a few years younger but a similar age uh, and it, the sort of the base for the scene was the idea that we were two guys knowing each other at uni going back to one of our student drinking haunts and we got talking for eight or ten minutes about our lives, how they turned out as we'd expected or not, uh, how we felt we'd succeeded and failed uh, and it all just really flowed very easily um, and I honestly think we could have kept going till the 30 minute mark if necessary because it was just you know, didn't feel like work, which was a good feeling. That's lovely. Yeah, I thought so. Um, oh, anything else we did? I mean, that that was pretty much it. Uh, on the face of it, it could seem like a little bit of a tedious week going back over the basics, but actually I'm glad we did it. I'm sort of wanting to get stuck into some other stuff and getting a bit more critical feedback. So I think so far we've had a lot of... Um, doing stuff and just encouraging us to try things and being very sort of up about it whereas perhaps now we need to start um, not just going too crazy because there's a few times I think we might have gone a little little bit further than we should and just got a bit crazy tagging people out so start, start to get a little bit more discriminating anything else you did this week? Uh, that's pretty much the gist of it Mm. Did, did you do another feedback session at the end? Because we did that. We did, yeah. It's sort of been similar but different with different teachers. We mm. had four people up on stage at this time. We were lavish with praise, of course. Mm. And uh, everyone was given a goal yeah. uh, for their upcoming scene, which is nice. Mm. We, we did a similar... I know some of the groups did it slightly differently and did it in eights, but we did it in fours as well. <laughs> Uh, so each of us in turn got up, got feedback from the rest of the group uh, and also from the teacher, um, who I will introduce in a minute. Um, and then we did a scene with each of the three other people who was up with us. But yeah, we got set goals uh, mm -hmm. and things to challenge ourselves, uh, which was really fun. And then we did a 15-minute montage. Um, 
which was kind of cool. It was it was a little bit uh, tedious when you weren't up on stage. Not not that I'm a dreadful stage whore, but um, once you've done your your group of four, you you could kind of not be active for another half a day, which was. I mean, you got to chip in with what you liked about the other people, which was cool. But um, yeah, but it was still fun and really useful. And interestingly enough, the thing I got challenged of was the thing I did last week. Pretty much the same thing as um, Nathan, who was teaching us the week before, had said. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's podcast, and why not, um, I got challenged to play a sort of more powerful, darker character rather than to play too many vulnerable characters. Uh, and there's this kind of uh, figure to reference was the Joker in Batman. Um, Katie, who was my teacher this week, kind of just went for the more powerful without being slightly um, unstable psychologically. Um, but it was interesting. Yeah. Nice. Do you want to say your um, challenge? I was challenged to use my voice more, oh. uh, to change my voice more and let it lead me into a character mm. as opposed to sort of, I guess, making the voice in service of it to, mm. to lead with that, which was a fun thing to do and not really the natural way mm. I would approach characters. So it was, it was a good yeah. 15 minutes. Mm. I really like the way we're being challenged with these things because mm-hmm. they are things... I think you can get into your comfort zone and stick in where and uh, once I actually dipped my toe in the water I enjoyed being a total bastard to somebody um, and may do it again so watch out London uh, I was uh, specifically complimented on my bastardishness by my class unsolicited just that I was really evil <laughs> I think we should do a bastard high five at this point <laughs> um, yeah the other other point that was particularly raised about me is when I am doing it I mean I got told I did the sort of emotionally vulnerable scenes really well um, and Katie suggested I look at a format called Shotgun, which I've not come across before. Um, so I'm going to do that. But it's something to do with four people in a car on a road trip. And it sounds really interesting. Um, but yeah, she said, when I'm doing those scenes where I'm quite vulnerable, my voice can tend to go too quiet. Um, I think I find that really difficult to calibrate. I find it very awkward to speak up when I'm being emotionally mm. vulnerable. But that's probably because I don't have a back as an actor. Hmm. I think we're also in quite big rooms. I don't know hmm. about you, but we're in a theater that seats over a hundred people, and you do sort of have to be mindful of that. We even, I think, some of the shows I've seen, if I hadn't been in the front row, I'd have had serious trouble hearing the people on stage. Yeah, so I, I agree with that. I feel like that's just a chronic note for anybody in a big hmm. room. Yeah, I mean, I've been in front rows and struggled to hear, and I thought mm-hmm. somebody at the back, there's no way they're going to hear it. Uh, we were actually in a relatively small room this week, but um, if the nursery runs the old acting for improvisers thing again, because I think that was running while we've been in Chicago, True. I think I want to do that. Partly for the vocal thing, but also there's probably other stuff Mr. Munns can tell us. Um, yeah, the teacher this week was Katie Klein. Um, so that's another fabulous Katie as an improv teacher. Um, she's uh, perhaps not one of the super big names, but she's in some really good groups. Uh, the late 90s, uh, she performs with the Deltones and uh, Superhuman, I believe, as well. Um, and I've seen her in a show, and she was really cool, although she did keep corpsing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which she said she did. Um, but yeah, hey. So that's pretty much the week for me. Any any other thing you want to sort of say about what you've been doing this week? Uh, no, I would say that was that was the overview. Cool. Anything you were particularly working on, or? Um. No, I feel like scene work is something I'm pretty comfortable with, so I decided to just throw myself in and enjoy it. Hmm. I think, if anything, I tried to do a wider range of things over the week, hmm. just because I was curious to see what the feedback would be at the end if I had done a little bit of everything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think having been really excited in the last podcast about Nathan's note about playing the Joker... Uh, I possibly forgot that I had that tool in my armory and um, well I did throw myself quite seriously into it um, but yeah I think next week that might be a thing for me to remember I've got more than my usual go-to's mm. I think this week I I mean I've been really pleased how I've got out of a bit of a rut cause I was finding before coming to Chicago I think I was overthinking stuff sometime and holding back which doesn't make your improv better. If no. you're thinking about it too much, you probably tend to just get into kind of paralysed by thinking too much. So I want to continue with not filtering. The only thing I filtered this week, I think, was uh, where somebody was talking about having something in their stomach, and they went to their GP uh, about this, um, and I was I wanted to do a stomach alien, where you sort of come around behind the chair and. Your hand that works well on podcast. Uh, your hand burst out from behind the stomach. Uh, but I was like, Oh, is this a bit of a deep and meaningful scene? And that's just gonna look a bit crass. Uh, but I eventually did it anyway, it seemed to go down well. And somebody else said they were thinking through the same thoughts. So, mm-hmm. hmm. right, so far as class goes, what's, what was the favorite scene you were in? Do you think? Um. I was in a nice sort of slow burn scene with somebody who we had just had a baby and there was some sort of underlying tension where he wasn't quite sure it was his and okay. but it was played really subtly and it was nice I think mm. it was towards the beginning of the week and I felt like the group and character stuff last week was very sort of higher energy and groupy stuff can always be a bit mm. manic so mm. I really enjoyed the slower pace and sort of emotion led mm. playing mm. generally this week Yeah. Uh, but that scene for me sticks out as the one that was the most that sure yeah my, my scene was probably along similar lines and it was emotion led and it was that one I talked about that was 8 to 10 minutes uh, the two people going back to their old student bar um, yeah it just had a real sort of honest feel to it um, how about scenes you've watched other people in in your section any particular favourites um, not that I could easily describe over a podcast but I think all of the sort of 10 minute two pro sets that I got mm. to see people do seeing where they went for their second and third one I feel like I learned a lot about my classmates as players okay. which can only be good for mm. group five mm. yeah uh, I think my favorite of somebody else in the group was where two people were doing again it was a sort of long emotion led one um, 
and it was somebody visiting their daughter in prison um, and it was really you could cut the sort of tension you could hear a pin drop in the room where we were that involved in it and it was really rather lovely uh, and slightly unexpected cause they, they were kind of given this as their suggestion then they played it flipped on what I think a lot of people were thinking but it worked superbly right any particular phrases exercises or quotes you like from this week I like I really liked the two props again I think it's very easy if you're newish to improv to look at that and think it's the hardest thing and only somebody who's been playing for years should ever try one mm. but I like that they throw us in in week three and I think that's part of our regular level three syllabus okay um, which I approve of hmm it gives you a lot of space yeah it's made me really want to go back to London and do some two prods mm. and quite possibly mono scenes but then mm. I'm going back to London with about half a dozen ideas of stuff I wanted to do in only so many hours it's a significant problem yeah we, we're uh, slightly privileged here in that we're basically doing improv from when we get up to when we go to bed or watching improv uh, for me I think that phrase everything is golden was really useful um, tied in with the idea that sometimes when you're doing a scene you, you can slightly discount or cancel out a bit what the other person says or not really attach enough weight to it I think that was a big one for me um, and you know really listening um, and it ties into the stuff from week one uh, with Rance Rizzuto about um, you know reacting to what's being said and not just sort of going yeah um, also, oh, somebody said a really good one one of the students everything you need is in your scene partner's eyes well I've got a feeling that's in the TJ and Dave book yeah I've definitely heard I don't that know whether they've read it or I feel like it's oft quoted and it sounds like something they would say it's good anyway <laughs> um, and also there's, there's the idea which I must admit something that's been developing a bit over the weeks is, is that the, if you've really got a good sort of relationship and emotion the who what where is somewhat less important mm -hmm. stuff uh, I had a few other fun things this week I've, I've started uh, when I watch the shows and they start with a monologue uh, trying to do the pulls from them just to see how they match up and just practice mm -hmm. uh, which was a fun one to do Oh, and we had a we had some really cool ways of dealing with NAF shout out. So somebody shouted out fart, um, which admittedly was somebody in our group who shouted out fart. No, it wasn't <laughs> me. Um, but but the two people involved kind of turned it into a situation. Was that uh, they were a couple who'd been to visit the guy's parents, uh, and the female had farted in front of his parents <laughs> uh, so that was rather a nice situation to make from it I thought and had all sorts of, sort of emotional stuff around it uh, it was rather a cool scene that sounds very nice yeah that was good um, hmm. what shows have you been to see this week uh, I got to see Three Peat twice and Cook County twice, which was very exciting. Um, and I saw TJ and Dave again. Oh, okay. So a pretty good week, I'd say. Yeah, that, that's not a bad lineup, is it? Um, I also saw, actually, we saw a lot of these shows together, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I saw Cook County and Three Peat in the same two 
two things. Uh, 3P again were absolutely excellent. They are now my favourite team. Uh, and keep it quiet. Um, personally, I thought in the show they did with Cook County, they actually slightly edged them. But um, oh, and Lorne Michaels turned up, which was rather nice. Yes, he saw three Pete in Cook County on his apple bill. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if any of them end up on uh, Saturday Night Live. There was a lot of talent in that show. I would not be surprised. Yeah, that was super. It really was a superb. Uh, thing. What else did I see? Oh, I went to see Felt as well. For those of you who don't know, Felter, uh, basically Chicago's equivalent of Glitch, the uh, puppet show. Mm. Um, it's a slightly different setup. Not all the puppets are furry monsters, although mm. a fair few of them are. Uh, and that was rather fun. Um, and it ended with a purple pup- puppet wanking. That sounds like about what you'd expect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if Glitch have ever done that. Um, I think when I was seeing that, you were seeing Tone, weren't you? I did see Tone, yes. It's a larger ensemble piece directed by TJ and Dave that had sort of some very slow, burny, organic-y stuff um, and some really nice, slow, fading in-and-out type edits. Nice. Yeah, it had a really nice... They used the stage really well in shifting focus. I'm... Yeah, I'm following Stephen's uh, trip. I'm going to go and see that this week. Uh, I almost went to see it in the week just gone, but I decided I'd go for felt first. And if Tome were rubbish, Stephen would would be able to tell me. (laughs) Um, What else did we see? Um, I was going to go and see The Living Room, um, in Chicago on Tuesday because uh, that's something I've done on our show and uh, also there's At Home with Katie and Tony mm-hmm. for those of you in London um, but I finally decided Tuesday night to have a night off because I was absolutely shattered and I thought if I don't take some time off uh, I'm going to end up not really making the most of the Wednesday and Thursday mm-hmm. so I came home put some washing on and uh, had an early night which was quite good. Um, I also saw the late 90s, which is uh, one of Katie Klein's huh. groups. They were really super good. I mean, they're not quite of the legend status uh, here in Chicago, like people like Revolver and uh, Deep Schwab. But, uh, yeah, they did a very decent show. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. There were a few people who were absolutely superb. Um, if there was a mistake it was turned into instant gold with all sorts of silliness Um, yeah some of the shows they almost I I hesitate to say they trample on each other but sometimes they just get so into the spirit of it that they um, kind of almost squash out what's happening and just just jump on the new idea and I actually really enjoy watching it but I guess maybe it's not to everybody's taste no I think it just really depends on what the vibe in a mm. group is, whether or not it's cool to do stuff like that. Because Street Pete, who I love, mm. um, they break a lot of rules like that. They'll straight up oh, shoot yeah. things down yeah. and interrupt, and yeah. uh, they corpse all the time. They do. I just bloody but love them. <laughs> they all do it. They all play in that style the same way and happily and with love, so it works yeah. for them because that's their deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if somebody was just getting really pissed off that they'd been interrupted and been tagged out <laughs> before they'd had a chance to deliver their 
improv gold, uh, yeah. then it would not be as much fun to watch. Half the fun for me of yeah. watching these groups is just seeing them at the side of the stage laughing themselves silly. Yes. Um, next week's teacher, we've, we've got Craig Euler, I think oh. that's how you pronounce it, uh, who I'm hearing wonderful things about from all sorts of people. He's a crazy person. Uh, yeah, I went to see um, Search Engine, which is normally him plus another person whose name escapes me. Um, but that actually doesn't matter because that person wasn't here this week so he was actually playing with the guy who normally does the lights who's also a very good improviser he doesn't have to do the lights uh, and the energy in that was absolutely ridiculous yeah. Craig was absolutely yeah his shirt looked soaked through by the end of it um, and they had fun stuff where they were horse racing sitting on chairs and then they put out some other chairs and they had to jump over them with a chair underneath them uh, so China's health and safety policy probably got completely uh, ripped to shreds during that show, but it was a whole load of fun. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to doing next week with Craig. Cool. Who have you got next fantastic. week? Um, I have Colleen Doyle from Dummy next oh, week. Oh, damn. Just, yeah. There <laughs> is so many good teachers. Yeah, there is this thing. You, um, I'm thinking, oh, I'm so lucky with all the teachers I've got. And then I hear things like, uh, Stephen's got Colleen from Dummy uh, and you're just like oh would I rather have had Colleen from Dummy I don't know but hey uh, as long as we end up with some good people that's really great any non-improv highlights I think I've said all the shows non-improv highlights mm. uh, none. I've spent so much time doing improv-y stuff I've eaten some really nice food this week. Yeah. That's about it, if I'm yeah, honest. There's a whole load of good food, and we haven't visited all the restaurants in Chicago yet. I no. mean, we won't, because, I mean, yeah, it's not quite as big as London, but, uh, yeah, if you tried to visit all the places in London, people would think you were crazy. Uh, my improv highlight this week is going to be um, I went to see another non-improvised show, which was Too Much Light Makes the Baby Go Blind, um. Um, which... How much can I say, or is it going to be a spoiler? Are you going to go and see it? I will probably go and see oh, it, okay. so don't spoil anything. I won't say too much. Um, go but, on. but basically what they do, the sort of whole conceit of the show, is that they've written 30 mini-plays. Uh, they do vary in length. Some of them are just a few seconds long, but on average they're two minutes long. Um, and the idea is they have to perform more against the clock, which is set for an hour which 30 times 2 is 60 minutes. Um, the twist on this is that um, they play them in not random order, but in an undetermined order, because it's basically the order the audience asks for. So there's a load of numbers up. You basically get what they call a menu, which is the names of the scenes, and then everybody shouts out, and whichever one they hear first, they go and do. Uh, and they've got a clothesline with the numbers pegged to it and they basically rip them off as people do it so you know not to shout that one out again um, and they're a real mix of stuff some of them are completely silly and some of them are really quite hard-hitting pieces possibly a monologue about gun control or, um, and of course you never know what order you're going to get them in uh, add to that the fact that every week they roll two dice and then whatever the total on the dice is they write that many new new plays each week wow. uh, and 
I don't know how they decide which ones they're going to take out, but they basically get rid of some of the 30 that were in the previous show. Um, so you might end up with nearly a half of them being a new show, or possibly just two. Um, but yeah, if I'd gone back to see it tonight, I would have had, I think, seven new scenes on the menu. Uh, so it's interesting, uh, and it's definitely a bit of an experience. So that, so that was my non-improv highlight. Uh, I have actually seen a couple of other shows this week, but um, I've just remembered. Depends when I'm going to draw the line on this. Uh, I might well save them for next week's podcast. Fair enough. Uh, saw some really fun stuff. Uh, saw Chaos Theory and Deltones last night, nice. which was really good because that, I think, comes into week four, technically. Mm-hmm. But hey... Uh, I've got a thing, I saw something the previous night too, but never mind. Right, well, we've kept kept you waiting with improv all the way through. I think it's time for Tupperware Corner. Oh, do you have Tupperware news? I do have Tupperware news. In fact, I have a jingle. Tupperware Corner. Wow. Any Tupperware tips for this week, Steve? Uh, um, um... No, um, I must admit I haven't I haven't bought any Tupperware this week. Uh, shame on me. Uh, I did buy a load of shirts that were uh, at an outlet store called Nordstrom Rack near IO. Um, I went in for an umbrella and then I spent about two hundred dollars on rather nice shirts. But they're all plaid shirts as well, which is what improvisers apparently the world over seem to wear. They do seem to. We were so you're all set. Yeah, we were discussing this in the bar last night with some of my section about Converse trainers and plaid shirts, and it does it does seem to be pretty much universal. Um, although I still can't find any Converse that fit me because they're normally too narrow in the toe box. Uh, on Tupperware news, um, I took my Tupperware box out of my rucksack about an hour ago um, and it had been in there since Thursday uh, so that that's, my top, that's, that's my top <laughs> tip particularly in hot weather don't leave your Tupperware box in your rucksack uh, wash it out immediately I've thought of a Tupperware tip yes. watch out um, the Airbnb that we're staying in has a spice rack and a couple of the jars were empty and empty spice jars make really good little uh, containers for bringing salad dressing with you oh. if you're brown bagging it. So I just so wanted to have been doing that. Not going to make the lettuce soggy. No, see? There you go. There you go. Improv bit tip. And Tupperware. <laughs> Where else could you get that sort of thing? Um, how are we doing for time? Let's have a quick look at this. Oh, we're up to 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can cut that bit out, Stuart, if you want. Um, anything else you're thinking of for this week or want to say or looking forward to next week? Um, I'm really excited to have Colleen. Mm. And if I'm honest to have a female teacher, I'm really curious how the group dynamic will respond because we've had all we had male all teachers men. so far. Yeah, we've had man, man, woman, and our next two are uh, We've got Craig and Bill on that. Having a quick glance at the list, it looks like every single group has four men and one woman. Oh, okay. Woman. So I think they've planned it so that nobody misses out. Nobody misses out too women. much. Mm. But I, I can't help but feel I'd love the balance to be slightly more even. Yeah, there, are, there are plenty of smoking hot female improvisers at IO. So I don't know whether they're, they're just not teaching at the moment or what, but who knows? Who knows? 
Um, yeah, on the subject of Colleen, one of the people in my section went and did a workshop the other day and I really loved it. Um, I won't say too much because it would spoil the surprise, but there was, there was a lot of stuff about, you know, making scenes work and, uh, you know, emotional connection and all that authenticity stuff. I'm all about it. Mmm, I didn't do that workshop. But well, I did, I'll tell you all about mm, my week with her. I did do a workshop with Jason and Colleen from Dummy at um, the nursery. Uh, well, I can't remember when, probably like a year or so ago. And uh, yeah, that was a really uh, content-filled couple of days. So that, and uh, somebody else here has done a workshop with Cook County. Very nice. Yeah, which was interesting. And they again had some different exercises, but the one I liked was the one about uh, if the scene seems to be going a bit awry, think of starting a sentence with, let me see if I can remember these, stuff like I feel, uh, I need, I want, I fear, I hope, I dream. Is there anything else? That sounds right. That sounds right, yeah, which, which again I guess is giving it a real sort of authentic emotional connection, which seems to be quite a big thing, so. Yeah. Having said that, some of the stuff I saw Search Engine do just seemed like pure, undulterated silliness and great fun to watch, even though there was perhaps less emotional content. So that's one to ponder on and why that worked. Oh, I, I just think a theatre is big as I.O. is going to have a range of styles within mm. it, even if it's sort of house style is yeah. a lot of emotional connection. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of... Um, well, maybe I'm picking this up wrong, but there's, there seems to be this thing about it being more organic and discovering what the scene's about, yeah. rather than going on for a premise. But thinking about some of the shows we've seen, uh, like World News, that's yeah. pretty premisey, and I'm guessing the living room is, from the stuff I've done with it, it's all... I find it hard to imagine a living room that isn't premise but maybe we'll go see them do one. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I mean, all the stuff I've been, it's been somebody... Te- for those of you who've not seen a living room, you're basically sitting around like mates on a sofa, actually drinking beer, um, chatting about real-life incidents. So in a way, it's a bit like a monologue, but a bit less formal. Uh, and if somebody just thinks that would make a good scene, they get up and do it, or they do some twist on it, and there's lots of frantic tag-outs. And it's great fun to do, but it... The ones I've done all were very premise, sort of mm. follow me scenes. Um, so that'll be interesting, but it's it's all good and all part of the broad palette of improv. Mm-hmm. Trademark, Ian. Right, I think that's probably about it, unless you've got anything else you want to say. That sounds like a good... Uh Good point to stop. It does, yeah. Next next week we've already talked about our classes and there's tons of good shows lined up and of course Colleen's here and so is Jason's shots. So I think Tuesday we're gonna see Dummy. Yeah we are. Who I've seen in London but they're awesome, so I'm looking forward to that a lot. Okay, we'll say good night for now, or good morning or good afternoon according to how does that work on podcasts? All right, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be back in about a week with news on this week. Thanks for listening. Bye. I made this. That's improv. <laughs> <laughs>